Welcome to Heaven with Vida. I'm your host, Vida, and I have my co-host, Miles. What's going on, y'all? And we have a special guest. Yes, today we have Dharma Love. Yay! Dharma Love is a spiritual healer and teacher. She's a spiritual coach to spiritual coaches. She's a channeler, a hypnotherapist, a Reiki master, an NLP master as well, helping people achieve their highest potential. And she's also a really, really, really good friend of mine. So everybody and she has welcome. Beautiful energy. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. Her hand is Thank over you. her heart right now. Uh, what a beautiful soul. Thank you Dharma. for having me. Thank you so much. I feel extra grateful. <laughs> oh, amazing. Dharma, we're we're both on our own spiritual journeys as well. What got you into your spiritual journey? Because you seem to be pretty advanced. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so you Wait, are. so <laughs> give your Instagram. If you're not following her, you need to follow her. Mm. What's your Instagram page? Thank you, Vida. It's I am Dharma Love. Nice. Yes. Uh, so many different kinds of catalysts in my spiritual journey. Let's start at the beginning. Oh my goodness, we have to go back to when I was <laughs> five years old. Wow. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Italy. Nice. I was born and raised in Venice, Italy. Nice. I actually grew up in a beautiful uh, town in the mountains. Uh, so everything that I knew up to three years old was nature. Mm. And, uh, and that was actually an amazing catalyst for my connection with uh, Pachanama, <laughs> with Mama Earth, nice. with, you know, everything that is natural. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started, uh, you know, coming more into my, the awareness that I was nature, mm-hmm. just as much as animals, as trees, as everything existing. Mm-hmm. Was that a reflection or is that, did you feel that when you were three? I felt that. Mm. Actually, when I was Five. three years old, I really felt that. Really? Mm-hmm. Then we moved to the city, so very close to Venice, and it was such a different kind of environment. Uh, and over there kind of started uh, a little bit of isolation for me because I didn't have that mirror of mm-hmm. nature mm-hmm. any longer, mm-hmm. you know, a birds, um, snakes, uh, everything. It was mm-hmm. everything there. It was really, really cool. <sighs> Had a lot of fun. Uh, so it was the city. The city was different. Uh, and uh, I really didn't have any friends. Uh, and I was very kind of, you know, like a very reserved uh, kid. So I was not really chatting that much. <laughs> mm. However, See, but you're learning. Yeah, you're, you're observing. Yeah, the quiet ones are the ones you have to pay mm-hmm. attention to. Oh, yeah. I believe that uh, we need that. We mm-hmm. need isolation. We need uh, time for ourselves uh, to really access uh, that information that we have already within ourselves uh, mm. to understand us better, and then uh, uh, merge That's actually, with everything else and everyone else. That is so profound, right there, <laughs> because in order to understand what's like your own spirituality, you have to understand what spirituality means. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to me, it means getting closer to your own spirit mm-hmm. and understanding yourself. And if you're so distracted by the outside world, mm-hmm. you're never going to find your your spirit because you're not looking, you're not interest, introspecting at all. Like, So I think that's really profound that you were able to do that at such a young age because I was distracted my whole life until I was 28. Oh, I distracted myself later. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I have that. that, That's just the beginning of the story. It's just the beginning. We're just three years old. All right. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I just want to share this with you. I've, my soul has been wanting to go to Italy for so long. I have no idea why, but Mm. it's like, I don't know this deep calling. I don't know why, but I have to make it out to Mm. Italy. Retreats. Yes. Oh, that would be nice. There is yeah. a part of your soul that will be retrieved in Italy. Nice. 
I feel that. Here. I feel that. It's so funny you said that because I do feel that, and I'm getting chills as, as you said that. Wow. So you know what that means. Mm-hmm. We're going to Italy together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's this. get on. Let's get on internet right now yes. and get a ticket. <laughs> I can see a part of Vita's soul lighting up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely it's it's mm-hmm. definitely something that's been calling me. So it's uh, there's there's and I know it's something deeper and i feel like it's gonna ignite a part of me and for you to say that that's exactly what it is yeah for me it's south america as well uh tibet nice it's yes. uh bali mm-hmm. um feel very very called you know to go into the amazon yeah <laughs> into the forest uh, mm-hmm. and just experience nature there mm-hmm. do amazing shamanic journeys yes, yes. I'm down for that. Sign me up. I'm going with you. Do it. It's already done. Yes. <laughs> so city, the city was very, very tough for me. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I felt very intimidated by uh, the energy of the city. Uh, everyone was running so fast and uh, my soul was going uh, with the rhythm of nature. Mm-hmm. So that was a gap. Of vibration for me and so I feel and I'm actually realizing right now that I'm, you know we're speaking about it uh, what happened in that moment you know so I kind of withdrew into myself uh, because I was not finding a correspondence in the frequency that I had around me mm. that's just what happened mm-hmm. and uh, well, how smart are you to to realize that and like go within yourself it's just happening right now and you're a catalyst this nice Thank you. What's oh, happening now? <laughs> this awareness uh, that we're mm. talking about it, it's not that I talk about my journey all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. wow. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> exactly. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. We're all catalysts and mirrors to one another. And whenever we have the opportunity and you're finding people that are actually open mm-hmm. to just, you know, like exchange, mm-hmm. even at just in a conscious level, unconscious level, you're, all, you're just open. You know? mm-hmm. um, and that ability... Right. That ability of yours to, in the moment, immediately have that awareness mm-hmm. and understand that what's mirroring at you right now and, and the learning the lesson in real time mm-hmm. is something that cannot be overlooked. So, like, definitely applauding you on that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, yeah. Miles. Uh, we all have that. Uh, however, it takes, uh, it took me a lot of pain <laughs> to mm-hmm. get there. It mm-hmm. took a lot of introspection, a lot of solitude. Uh, a lot of self-destruction, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of self-sabotage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So, so what happened af- like uh-huh. after that isolation period? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that isolation period lasted for like 10 years. So okay. up to I was 10, 11 years old. And then I had like such a different kind of period of life in which I was like the life of the party. And was, I wanted to be the life of the party. You know? Was there so, anything in that isolation period <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, let's dive into there, there mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm diving in. <laughs> That's it. She's in. Did you, did you ever have a, like a connection with with spirit during this time? Absolutely, yes. And when I was uh, around five years old, I started understanding that I was able to perceive people's energies uh, at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And um, I was feeling vibrations. I was seeing spirits, uh, and spirit would contact me. And that was very overwhelming at first mm-hmm. because I was not understanding what was going on with my logical mind. Mm-hmm. However, my heart uh, was united and already won with that experience. But it took a little bit of time to actually come to a point of uh, reaching a merge mm-hmm. between my heart, my understanding, my logical understanding. 
So that period of isolation was very, very important for me because uh, I was able to really go inward. And then I started uh, communicating with my grandmother who passed away many, many, many years before. Mm. So I started with automatic writing. I was like uh, 10 years old and uh, I was writing automatically the messages that she was sending me. Wow. I just felt I could communicate with her and I could communicate with the afterlife. Wow. What was she saying to you, if you don't mind me asking? She was saying all messages of support and love Man. to make sure that I knew how much I was loved and supported uh, mm. and how much I knew that death uh, is just a transformation. Mm-hmm. It's just a phase uh, of life. Yeah. Wow. Because most people are afraid of death. You know, I have an interesting story about my grandmother, and she's with me all the time. Um, Thank you for the mirror. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, my my grandmother lived in, in Cuba. You know, when we escaped, we left. But I was very close to her. She was the one that raised me for the first five years because my mom was, like, 17 when she had me, and then she had she got my brother. And so my my grandmother was like an old grandmother because she had my mom at 42. And I used to go with her and all her friends, older friends, and I just would sit there. And I would sit there and just observe them. And that's how I I felt like I I was like an old soul because I was always just like listening. And she was was also a Pisces like me Mm -hmm. and very intuitive. Mm -hmm. And... um, she used to take care of my uncle who had epileptic attacks mm-hmm. in Cuba. And, you know, one day he he had an attack and she tried to get him and she broke her hip. And she before that she was like super active, like in her eighties. She was super active and that happened to her. And she she had um after he passed away, so she was like on him to like take his medicines and stuff and after she passed away after he passed away her mind just started to go and she fell again and then she kind of went into like a coma state and my mom went to see her in march and um i saw a video of her and i was i felt like really bad because it wasn't her anymore and then fast forward to the summertime i was in cabo and i was looking at the water and all of a sudden my grandmother is like i'm not leaving because your mom and your cousin they're they're too like dependent they want me to stay here they're they're keeping me here and i was like what and so i called my mom and i'm like mom if grandma goes are you gonna be okay with it she's like yeah you know i understand she's not doing good as she was before i said okay well you need to call cuba right now and talk to my cousin and see if he will um, let her go too because she's miserable right now and she wants to go and um, then he she calls Cuba and she talks to my cousin and my cousin was feeding her um, baby food because that's all she could eat and then he told her if you want to go it's okay I'm fine I just spoke to you know my mother Lena and you can go and the tear came down and she left and it was like the craziest like connection that and she's with me all the time it's beautiful so i understand yeah yeah that's the same way my my grandfather died really yeah he needed permission from yeah mom sometimes they people they won't cross over because 
they feel bad and there's like that guilt that they don't want to leave the family behind and it's like it's it's a beautiful how you said that that death is just another another thing like it's nothing to be feared so okay i just wanted to share that continue it was beautiful and so moving thank you thank you we are always connected however as we live in this physical body we forget that mm -hmm. because this body is a little tiny mm -hmm. compared to our universal consciousness yes. <laughs> that it's infinite uh -huh. so we have this illusion that we are incapable of having an impact yes we have this illusion that we are incapable to create our own reality because we feel like little flies mm -hmm. however that's not the truth we're always connected always connected and death is nothing actually it's so celebrated in other cultures you know mm -hmm. If you think about the Native Americans, yeah, actually they do celebrate mm -hmm. when someone passes away. Yeah, I was a shaman in another life. You so, are. I saw, yeah, I saw myself with this huge dude. Actually, it was not huge, but you know, like, it was very like, how do you say bulky? You know, like super bulky guy, strong. very strong guy with a super deep voice, <laughs> and he was smoking peyote all day long. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I love that. it was actually yeah. It was very connected and so grounded at the same time, so connected to spirit uh, as you would imagine it in the Native American culture. Mm -hmm. So birds, um, um, wolves, mm. cactuses, <laughs> mm -hmm. all of that nature, you know, was really like in his own DNA and he was working with medicine and everything was medicine for him because actually everything is medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're medicine. Yes. <laughs> This discussion is medicine. Yeah. Our vibration is medicine. Sometimes also our vibration can be toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's what people have to feel like when mm -hmm. they're they're around certain people to sense like what you're feeling. And that's how you when you know yourself and you do the work, then you can sense those things. Because right. at first I didn't know before I was, you know, just having people that were draining my energy because I'm I'm the type of person that people tell all your my pro their problems to me because you're a healer yeah mm -hmm. and it's 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 draining I had to learn how to yeah be able to be connected but not attached not attached right. mm -hmm. and help in whichever way I can mm -hmm. just be there it's <laughs> such a beautiful gift and miles and i were actually talking about this the other day about uh, you know there is a dilemma in every healer you know we always fail because we have this ability of connecting um and uh, also we have the ability of holding space for people sometimes we feel like we have to go overboard mm -hmm. in order to help people however our task is really to hold space which means to just be there for the person to have space to evolve and have their own breakthroughs mm -hmm. in their own pace. Yeah. At their own pace. Mm -hmm. Without telling them. Yeah. Just being there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things like that we can do, not maybe wrong is the, the wrong word. <laughs> 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 but the, the that thing that is so, like to rob someone of their own self-evident conclusions mm -hmm. or their self-evident sensibilities is robbing them of one of their greatest gifts of life preach mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 
So I, I totally resonate with that message of yours. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Giving space, it's uh, one of the most amazing gifts that we can give, really. And sometimes we feel that we need to help. We need to do this. We need to do that. However, there is nothing that we really need to do. When we actually feel that need, we need to kind of step back and be like, do I need? Is there anything that I need to do? Really? <laughs> or maybe I can just relax? Because if I am in need of needing something or needing to do something, it means that probably I'm not in the right space. Operating mm -hmm. out of lack. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm operating out of lack. That deep wanting for something. Right. Instead of allowing instead of flowing mm -hmm. receiving receiving yeah so beautiful i know <laughs> it's funny because yesterday i was having a conversation with my husband and um he was like you need and i said no i don't need anything yes <laughs> and then that just stopped the conversation <laughs> yes Vito once told me the most boss thing most like amazing <sighs> phrase i've ever heard i was like do you, i just asked her a question do you, oh, it was about the Heaven with Vita Instagram page. Like, do you, do you mind if I just wipe everything? And she was like, I'm attached to nothing. I love <laughs> I was like, Damn, that was I powerful. Know. And then you repeated that to me. Mm -hmm. And then I repeated that to you yes. after. So you see it. how beautifully we can impact one another just by yes. stepping up, uh, you know, and just having a, like, a wider kind of perspective yeah. where we don't need to do anything. Yeah, be open to everything and attached right. to nothing. Right. Just be. Mm. Just be. And live in that vida. <laughs> yes. Live in that dharma. Yeah. I love it. Mm. This love movement is, is, is what's needed now on the planet. Yeah. It's happening. You know, it's I being know. created. We have been creating it uh, for thousands of years. And right now we're reaching a peak of... Uh, of consciousness and shift the consciousness where we're tuning into our hearts uh, as uh, the main compass uh, and uh, vision uh, through which we perceive the world mm -hmm. instead of being what is programmed for you to right i feel it's like it's almost like um you know in a company you have to own 50 percent of the of the shares of the company mm -hmm. so if 51 percent of the world population was mm -hmm. in in um Higher vibration. And a higher vibration that made the conscious choice. Like, we all make a conscious choice. I'm pointing at um, a water bottle, right? It's a water bottle. You say it's a bottle. So, therefore, it is. So, if everyone does an agreement about that, right? 51%, then the world can change like this in a second. Mm -hmm. This is what we're doing. And yes. we have to, it's on an individual level, right? We have to break the patterns within yes. so that they can be broken on a absolutely bigger level and at the same time when we feel because right now we have uh, all these beautiful confirmations and mirrors uh, that uh, instagram uh, socials uh, can give us uh, you know right now we have access to information that we were not being able to access uh, mm. five ten years ago mm -hmm. so consciousness uh, and light uh, spreads uh, awareness uh, spreads so much more faster mm -hmm. wow. it's like a virus of love i want to get that yeah i want to be sick the rest of my life with that virus of love mm -hmm. oh, i love that perspective however yes however there are <laughs> society right now believes it to be a different way right mm. we are that's a belief 
we are conditioned mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. until we consciously choose to shift, shift and mm-hmm. correct our patterns. Mm-hmm. And we become these kind of victims of life mm-hmm. before we become the creators of our reality. Oh, yeah. That's a passage. That's a rite of passage mm-hmm. right there that we're all going through at our own pace. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the discomfort that people are feeling right now of not being in their hearts is way stronger than what it used to be five, six, seven, ten years ago. When, That's true. Uh-huh. So you can't take that misalignment anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't take that pain anymore. And you are your own guru. Yes. You is. are your own medicine. Mm-hmm. So you get to a point uh, in which you're like, dang, <laughs> I don't like this about myself anymore. It actually makes me suffer. It's not that I don't like it. Right. It's really, I'm really suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am the only one who can change my reality. Mm-hmm. So from victim, you become empowered. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you can't take that pain any longer. Yes. Mm-hmm pain of remaining the same becomes greater than the pain of change absolutely there's a great quote about the butterfly i love butterflies yes (laughs) yes i love it i have my tattoo yes (laughs) she too yes (laughs) every day dharma will count the butterflies whenever we're hanging out yeah Mm -hmm. i love it Mm. i saw i saw one two three today yeah. A few months ago, there by where I live, there was all these butterflies just coming. It was so many. I'm like, they were mating. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. So amazing. So I, amazing. I see a lot of like when I start to see a lot of like, let's say like hummingbirds or you know butterflies, or if I see something and and then I'm like googling like what does it mean (laughs) what is the spiritual meaning of if i see something that keeps like showing itself to me i'm like i ask the questions within myself it's a message it's a message it's always a message it always is and 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 it's so much fun like just like going through life and just being present and just observing like what is the messages it's Mm -hmm. You see, when people are constantly in their troubled mind, mm. they're not able to um, just stop and appreciate what's going on around them, and they realize how powerful they are because the the universe is constantly trying to talk to you, like, "Hey, look at me! Mm-hmm. I'm trying to show you a different way." What you're saying is so healing. I just had a mind gasm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Heart gasm. Yes. Mm. Mm. So. Just how about a, a life, a life gasm, a life gasm. What you just uh, described is what we're all coming to understand mm-hmm. at our own pace in mm-hmm. divine timing, mm-hmm. which is that we're connected with everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. Always, there's mm-hmm. no time, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it feels like a weird concept mm-hmm. because we schedule everything, you know, and it's like right, yeah. And actually, time is what we have here in this physical reality. Right now. However, mm-hmm. shamanic point of view, it's that we're really everything and everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And then you really start seeing all these signs from synchronicities. A lot of people see numbers. Oh, I see all these sequences of numbers. What does that all the mean? Time. All the time. <laughs> Remember, Miles? I, I've seen it the last year. I've seen it the most. I, I got this adjustment called alpha biotics, and ever since I did, 
like I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him a story where my my washing machine, it was uh, front load washers and they were new and it kept going off. And then something in me said, okay, look at the time when they go off and then look up that number and see what it means. And it was all these messages for a good like month. I went on vacation and at the time I told my roommate, I'm like, did you, did, the, did it go off? She's like, no, it didn't. <laughs> and then I came back and then it went off like a couple more times and then it just stopped. And it was, I needed the information that was given to me. That's what I needed to, to hear in that moment. Mm. What were the washing machine? What was it telling you? Oh, I can't say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just it, it was just like what I was going through at the moment and like the choices that I had to make in my life. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so. Amazing the messages we can get from yeah. anything. I mean, if I tell you, you're like going to be like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. But to me, it did right. mean a lot because it was messages that I needed to hear to be able to uh, move me in the direction in which I needed to go. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. So Dharma, let's go back to your story. Mm -hmm. right? You're five years old. You're getting channeled messages from your grandma. Yeah. Okay. And then you're isolated in a city outside of the nature mm. place you mm -hmm. grew up in. So yeah. what's what happens next? What happens next? Uh, I start not accepting... I start uh, feeling an outcast. I start feeling different, very different. Just because you were like, you were going to school at this point and... I was just feeling other people's hearts and they were already conditioned because they have been living in the city. Mm. They were already conditioned by societal matrix, the societal matrix mm -hmm. uh, way of being. Were you Neo at this point? If I was what? Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, I was just a little girl and I was very confused. I was very confused. Mm. I was very connected. However, I had no idea of everything that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Not that I have it right now. I don't have idea what everything that I'm experiencing. Not at all. I just have a little spectrum of light probably available compared to what is mm -hmm. it's enough for me to guide me mm -hmm. and to guide others mm -hmm. not complaining mm -hmm. it's amazing it's beautiful it's a beautiful connection beautiful connection so i started not accepting my differences and seeing my differences as a something that was wrong mm-hmm so I started, you know, starting to look for validation mm. in people. And how old were you at this point? Um, the first time that I started to look for validation was when I was uh, seven or eight. I remember going into grocery stores uh, and stealing things because mm. I was looking mm -hmm. actually to be caught. Mm -hmm. You wanted to be seen. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I wanted to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> crazy. <laughs> So much time in isolation, you felt invisible, huh? Yeah. At the same time, yeah, I was yearning a connection. I was really yearning a connection with like, a, like humans, mm -hmm. like a human connection, friends, mm -hmm. someone that you could have fun, someone that you could, you know, like relate 
at, a, at an emotional level, I knew that uh, that could be experienced, uh, even though I, I did not experience it besides the relationship with my parents. Uh, by the way, my mother was a nurse and my father was an ex-priest. It's a very interesting combination. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they were very, very givers. They were workaholics. Healers. And healers. However, they were one of those kinds of healers that were there to fix. So there was non-acceptance even in that. And the oh. pattern of non-acceptance and judgment started from them. And then was mirrored back into school, my friends, you know, people that I had around. So I started, you know, because I have this humor, you know, I have, I have this inner child that was added. We all have mm -hmm. it. However, my inner child is very predominant sometimes. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of fun with it. Oh, it's so beautiful. Allows really to, um, to go through phases in life and really enjoy every single moment. So your inner child is actually part of living orgasmically. Mm -hmm. Even though it feels like a paradox. What, is, uh, what does living orgasmically mean to you? Uh, it means being connected with uh, your present moment as much as possible. Being connected with people that you are experiencing in that moment. The events that you're experiencing in that moment means uh, to choose uh, the highest joy mm -hmm. and being connected with your inner child. Mm. Ooh knows how to experience joy at a level that we forget when we're adults, mm -hmm. when we become conditioned. Yeah. So if we are connected with everything and everyone and we're living orgasmically, does that mean we're orgasming with everything and everyone? No, it's not a physical <laughs> orgasm. It's an energetic orgasm. And you mm. know how it feels like in the physical? It feels really beautiful. It feels like a constant butterfly and waves of energy running from your feet up to your crown, to your head, mm. and down. It's a beautiful wave of love. Mm -hmm. So, and your heart is completely open. There is no weight in your chest. There is just this feeling of openness. And this feeling of inhaling every single moment. Mm -hmm. mm. Surrendering to the joy of life. Surrendering mm -hmm. to the joy of life, uh, letting go of control, mm -hmm. expectations, expectations, judgment, self-judgment, mm -hmm. and trusting mm -hmm. the divine timing and everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Holding space for yourself and mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. Because you're the world, so when you're holding space for yourself, actually, you're holding space for everyone else, yeah. and the universe, and the world. Mm -hmm. mm. Everyone and everything. So, how did you get to the point of living orgasmically? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Because everyone wants to is know. Like a, That's a, like a long story. I'm gonna make it short, as short as possible. Is there like a quick course I can take? I want to live orgasmically. That'd be amazing. Actually, there is. I have a beautiful sexual energy. How to harness your sexual energy? Because that is also part of living orgasmically. In order to experience that orgasm energy mm -hmm. within yourself uh, you have to transmute what is the sexual energy that mm -hmm. keeps you at a lower vibration yeah mm. so you have to transmute lust yeah and lust becomes love mm -hmm. it takes time steps mm -hmm. yeah and from connecting because it's like there's a disconnect from the navel down 
and, and the whole thing is to have all your chakras connected. Mm. And that's the place that she's talking about. Mm. It's essential. It's essential to reach that level where you can harness uh, this. And there is nothing wrong with sexual energy. Mm-hmm. However, most of the world still operates uh, from know. that. Mm-hmm. So when they're looking, man is looking at a woman or a man, or a man, sorry, a woman is looking at a man. They may look at each other like, oh my God, I would love to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of seeing the soul. Yeah. Instead of seeing the spirit. Instead of seeing the divinity within the other person. Obviously, they cannot see that if they don't see that. In themselves in first mm. place mm-hmm. so it's all about uh, coming back into your own home tree your home is your heart uh, coming back into your heart so that you can actually open up and see the divine in everyone else mm-hmm. that's exactly and it all starts with self i think yeah. we touched on this with donovan in the last episode we did and how he was connecting more with his uh with the people he was shooting, mm-hmm. photographer. He was he's a photographer and he's shooting these, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful women, but he only chooses to work with the ones that he he finds depth in, mm-hmm. right? That he can create a, a, a bigger art cre- with. Yeah, create art with. But then it's like when me with with my modeling, why I stopped doing it is because people were looking at my pictures in a different way than what I was choosing to express myself, and mm-hmm. I feel like I had to then go on my spiritual journey to really understand myself, to then be able to um, do the pictures and stay in my truth of what my pictures are and represent Mm -hmm. instead of someone saying what they are Mm. and putting me in the category of a sex symbol. Mm. Did you know your truth at that time? I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I had to go on my journey. I was just, you know, I was just doing... When I was eight years old, I, I was like, I'm going to, I was signing my autograph because I was going to be a famous model. Mm-hmm. But that's all I thought of at that time. And then I achieved it and that was cool. But I didn't know the power that that was doing for me. And um, it's, it's just like, I'm a vessel of love. And like my pictures, I never take pictures to be like, oh, you know, I want somebody to lust over me. It's just pure love. I want people to feel good when they see it, not in a lustful way, just to feel good. Yeah. That's the most beautiful thing. And, you know, when you're doing that with that kind of awareness, uh, you're actually operating at a quantum level Mm -hmm. and really, like, opening up channels for all the people because your intention sets your vibration and what you're giving out. And therefore, the people that are matching with that vibration are responding. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, not everybody's ready. Mm-hmm. Which could trigger a lot But it's a planting of a seed. It's planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So the people who weren't ready for your vibration were most likely triggered and were mirroring back to them something within that some self-judgment that they were projecting onto you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just being. But I didn't understand that. And I took things personally mm-hmm. until I discovered, you know, and got really close to myself and understood I went to that phase of life as well, and uh, I was very angry at men. Mm-hmm. Super angry. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with me, it was like very, um, not lonely, but lonely, because the women would have like 
I would trigger something in women and it would make them like just, you know, have jealousy and envy. And then men just want to have sex with you. So it's like, right. And I just want to give love and, you know, like it has nothing to do with any of that stuff. And it was super isolating, huh? Mm hmm. Yeah. But it, it, it was great. It was what I needed because I wouldn't be here right now. Right. Because mm. now I can use my platform for something bigger. Yes. And like we said, at some point in the past, we said we attract what we needed in order to evolve. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you chose here to mm. learn how to step into yourself yeah. and spread that message. But it's so weird because I was so in tune, like, growing up. And in my 20s, like, I would just walk through the day and, like, things would just happen. And I was very conscious and aware of the things that were happening. And I was very... Um, it wasn't until I like became famous that then that's when like my journey started. Um, then I became weak, you know, because I was listening to other people. It, it's like this whole little cycle thing. But I needed to. Um, sometimes people would say to me, Vita, you you have to talk to people from a level that they can understand what you're saying, and sometimes speaking from that level is really hard to put into words and that's what i like i've struggled with and mm-hmm. part of my healing was like healing my my throat chakra and for me to even speak here it was part of my healing like i was scared to do it but i had to do it just speaking my truth because it before a picture anyone could put whatever they want to the picture you know whereas now they're they're hearing me and my so my spirit feels good you know you're so seen you're loved and you're recognized thank you you're welcome you guys are awesome you see you are (laughs) (laughs) see your 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 vibe attracts your your tribe yes and it's important to have people like that that are um that can see that Mm. around because then it just elevates you and you elevate them and it's a it's a constant exchange of energy that's pure mm-hmm. and beautiful man mm-hmm. since i've been hanging out with dharma for the what past couple of weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> we have been like healing each other in these crazy ways and like mirroring back to each other these new opportunities for awareness mm-hmm. and learning the lessons and just healing in real time it's been phenomenal I love that. Thank so you. beautiful. Mm, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been very profound, and uh, uh, there is such a shift. Uh, you know, like even in the past month, just yeah. consider the past month. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going through major shifts right now in consciousness. Uh, so we are aligning to our highest self, mm-hmm. our highest calling, purpose. Uh, yeah. That creates a separation towards uh, the vibrations that are no longer resonating with you. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. However, it creates a complete merge with your soul tribe, mm-hmm. with uh, your highest calling, mm-hmm. and therefore you are fulfilling even more your presence here. We're always fulfilling it, always. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different pace. Yeah. However, when you align, you really start seeing mm-hmm. and really start understanding and grasping and being more grateful every single day because of that. Mm-hmm. 
that is also part of the orgasmic living, you know? Like you cultivate that gratitude within your heart. Mm-hmm. Whether it's finding one cent on the ground mm-hmm. or being given a $50,000 check, it's the same gratitude you're yeah. getting, understanding you're being given. And therefore, it means that you're exchanging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very profound. So working on that sexual energy for me was very, very important. Uh, you know, like, yeah. What does that look like for someone who's trying to mm-hmm. harness that kind of creative energy? Mm-hmm. Okay, when you are controlled by lust, mm-hmm. uh, when you have sex in your mind more than... I don't know. I don't want to give a quantity about it. But, you know, when you have sex in your mind a lot during the day, that controls your life. And therefore, you become a slave to your addiction. Addiction. It's an addiction. Yeah. And there are different, so so many different kinds of addictions. So actually, when you're working on your sexual energy, you're raising the vibration for any kind of other addiction you may have. Mm-hmm. because it's all in the same kind of bandwidth of frequency. And when you're raising that frequency, bringing that energy upwards into your spine, into your chakras, uh, you are sublimating. So how does that look like? It looks like meditation. It looks like visualization, like conscious breathing. It looks like making a decision every single day of being a more evolved self. Mm-hmm. operating from the heart, not from the genitals. Mm-hmm. We have already learned from that. We know how to, re- how to procreate and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And in the next generations and years, uh, we're going to do that telepathically. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're not even going to need that, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're going to be experiencing, for real, yeah. we're going to be experiencing this orgasmic bliss all the time. You know? So why do I need... That uh-huh. that is just like it's not gonna be like not even comparable to mm-hmm. what we can actually experience, you know. So when you harness that energy, all the magic that you have inside of yourself, so that energy is right there to remind you of your power. So just think about this: if you were to invest all the energy mm-hmm. that you put into sex, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, yeah. if you were to invest that energy, that drive, that focus, uh, because it's very focused, right? Mm-hmm. Holy. What would you be able to accomplish in your life? Yeah. And if you put that energy into your highest mission for the highest purpose of all, mm-hmm. that gives me chills. The world would come, it would change. It will change. So fast. It's changing right now. I know. <laughs> it, I feel that men um, uh, battle a little bit more with that than women. I feel like mm-hmm. women are more... Uh, like, if it was up to me in my past relationships, I would never have had sex. Mm-hmm. I was never the one that initiated it. I, nothing. I mm. feel you. I understand that. And I also think that there's there's more there, right? So, mm-hmm. like, men under our societies, um, under this societal paradigm, men are conditioned to chase or to, you know, be sexual or to... Mm-hmm sexualize women and objectify them and that's like the main focus right but as far as like our sexual appetites go i think that there's a lot of women out there who could eat a man up when it comes to a sexual appetite Mm -hmm. right and um 
I think equal, maybe let's just say they're equal, right? They both have the sexual appetite. I think it's just the the way that society is framing things because if a woman shows that sexual appetite, right, then she's slut shamed. And if a man does, he's praised. Mm-hmm. So it becomes okay for a man to show, and that's why it might seem more predominant that men are, are like the, these sexual animals mm-hmm. and like more in touch with their primal needs than women are, but women just are just as in touch. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that society is framing this conversation and allowing people to fit into boxes that make that kind of shape who they are sexually. Mm-hmm. I challenge people to, to, to go celibate celibate for at least one year yeah. and really in that time that include masturbation uh, <laughs> i mean hey that there's a fine line i i don't know <laughs> let's be but real here right like so no so it doesn't include probably not because then you're still it's taken away from the the knowing yourself to mm-hmm. the deepest level that you can you can know yourself without yeah. any kind of desires Mm -hmm. so for the the past two months i've been challenging myself sexually too like i haven't had sex and i can go about a month before i get that like i mean i have the urge but i can usually suppress it and Mm -hmm. it's about a month until i masturbate wait so when you say suppress it how do you suppress it i distract myself with more productive things things that really mean Mm -hmm. i channel that energy into something that i'm really passionate about like so that's what she's talking about yeah taking that energy and then doing something that you're passionate about that's going to actually make a, a, a shift. Mm-hmm. You're harnessing that mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. But here's where it gets tricky. or this, Here's where it gets sticky, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> so I've been feeling really good and powerful. Like I've been stepping into my power when I have not been ejaculating mm-hmm. and meditation to become more intense mm-hmm. um my work becomes more like i'm very masculine dominant in that sense because or maybe i'm both like i'm cre- i'm creative too so that's my feminine energy so they're kind of they're combining and they're swirling around in this whirlwind but you know when i give in and i ejaculate then i feel guilty Mm-hmm. for mm. releasing that power mm-hmm. and that strength. And so that was a battle of mine to to become aware of. Like that was a a lesson in acceptance. And uh what would you say about that dharma for like releasing guilt and like mm-hmm. maybe even the people who are on that uh sexual transmute uh, energy transmutation path. We uh, live in a physical body and therefore we experience uh, things physically. So uh, this physical body is given to us for us to experience life physically, mm-hmm. to with taste, uh, with your scent, uh, with uh, all the senses, uh, mm-hmm. and the sixth sense, mm-hmm. and the seventh. And the, just kidding. <laughs> However, you know, like um, it's okay to feel all this, you know, shame or whatever you know you have to feel. It's just uh, uh, that act of releasing is just highlighting something that you know, still within that needs more loving, you know? Mm-hmm. So you get to a point in which you understand I'm a human being and sometimes I'm going to have sex and I'm going to ejaculate. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. That's perfect. Okay, so it's the self-shaming and the self-guilt, mm-hmm. guilting that needs more loving, not yeah. my, my, my dick. 
Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because uh, then that get that that energy gets trapped inside, and then mm-hmm. that's how you get like issues, you know, disease problems and stuff. But the thing is, what I was thinking, um, when 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 you feel that, to stop for a moment to think of where your mind is at. What are you currently experiencing? What are your thought process? Mm-hmm. And like really dive into yourself, like. And then it's just a thought. It's the same thing as fasting. Remember yeah. when we fasted and you wanted to like grab, like I remember fasting for 11 days and I was just walking by the kitchen and my automatic thing was just to grab some chips or something. Mm-hmm. And I was fasting and I was about to do this and I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I don't, I'm fasting. I don't need this. Like automatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when you get that desire to do it, I just ask yourself and then whatever answer comes up for you then examine that and then if 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 it's something that you still then after that want to do then give yourself permission without having felt you know feeling guilty mm-hmm. i think the practice of that is amazing because it's like we can know it whatever we want to know from textbooks or youtube videos or whatever right like i learned that pause method you know, like pause right before you mm-hmm. feel like you're about to get triggered for something, mm-hmm. right? But being in that moment, it gets a lot harder because you're like, you have all these patterns running in, the, in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. These programs, like, okay, like as soon as I get the thought, I need to masturbate, it's like, boom. Or like you said, it's like, it's, like, it's, you, it's not even a thought sometimes. You just grab for chips. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Asking, but asking yourself the question, why? What, what, what is what am I lacking within myself or what do I need? What is, it, what is this desire trying to teach me right. or tell me? And also I feel mm-hmm. that uh, as we are in this physical body, we really are meant to experience this physical body and sexuality. Mm-hmm. We are. And it's mm-hmm. like the most amazing thing when you actually shift your consciousness and awareness. Uh, so even when you're masturbating, I masturbate too once mm-hmm. in a while. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's I'm making love to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm giving myself so much love mm-hmm. in those moments. Yeah. And so, for a man, mm-hmm. also you can ejaculate internally mm-hmm. or stop yourself before you ejaculate so that you can still, you know, like really like harness all this beautiful energy, mm-hmm. experience that love. Because in the end, with sexuality, yeah, it's a primal desire. However, what we're really looking for is connection. Mm-hmm. What we're looking for, it's connection. It's like the heart, mm-hmm. the body yearns that connection. Mm-hmm. Because we know that we can have it mm-hmm. at a deep level. Mm-hmm. However, we don't know how to. And we're taught uh, that that connection is just body to body. Mm-hmm. Rubbing things, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's uh, really that connection with the heart that we're mm-hmm. all yearning. And that was, you know, like the sexual energy transmutation was something that really, really changed my life. And before, you know, like getting to really transmute all of it, I had to go through a relationship that did not allow it, allow me to express myself sexually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my lesson right there in which I understood that I actually was associating sex with love. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, mm. I'm actually ex- associating sex with love. So my partner is not very sexual and I don't feel acknowledged or loved. Mm hmm. Is that the truth, though? The answer was no. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I transmuted all of that 
within myself so that I could feel no longer rejected. Mm -hmm. And many, a lot of men probably are going to resonate with this, also women. Mm -hmm. However, I feel that, you know, men, they always complain, oh, my, my wife doesn't want to have sex with me. Yeah, because your wife is actually looking for connection mm -hmm. in first place. So it's that connection that is going to lead to a unification of bodies uh, and soul, mm -hmm. which is so much deeper. And when you're actually experiencing sexuality, either by yourself on a solo fashion mm -hmm. or with your partner or the partner that you choose in that very moment because it's resonating with you, nobody shames you. Mm -hmm. If you're resonating fre frequency-wise with someone, there are no, literally no boundaries. All the boundaries are just in the mind, mm -hmm. you know? It can be a man, it can be a woman, and now I'm going to trigger, trigger so many people. Mm -hmm. However, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Because what we are attracted to, ultimately, it's a frequency. Yeah. Which doesn't have sexuality. Like, <laughs> it's not a sexual organ. <laughs> yeah. So you're attracted to the soul of a person. And according to how much you're resonating, the more you're going to be actually feeling that chemistry. That's what's called also sometimes chemistry. Mm -hmm. um, however, people confuse chemistry with lust. Mm -hmm. You know. So there's like a fine line right there too. Okay. So, Vita, do you have any, like, questions that you're dying to ask Dharma? Not, I'm not dying to ask any <laughs> questions. <laughs> Vita doesn't need but anything. I could, I could, She's I, not attached I, to I, I, I could ask questions and actually, we, I mean, we, I, the t I don't even know where the time went. I feel <laughs> like I still want to know more, <laughs> you know, so you should come back. You please come back so for part two because I feel like we, we, we haven't even touched the, <laughs> the, the tip of the iceberg. We got to the story where you were like seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> There's still so much oh more, right? Oh, yeah. You have to. Oh, yeah. I'm 41 years old, so there is a lot nice. more coming. <laughs> I'm 45. <laughs> <Yahoo>! <laughs> Love it. I want to say thank you so much for the opportunity of connecting with you, connecting with uh, your audience, uh, connecting with everyone. Um, it's really a gift uh, that I really cherish in my heart. And um, yes, whoever feels resonant, please contact me. Uh, you can find me on, on Instagram, whatever. Yes, come come next week. I'm so we could, could do part two. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And we part can talk two. more about it. Mm. I'm so looking forward to it. Yay. Mm -hmm. And Dharma, once again, where can people find you? They can find me uh, by going on www.iamdharmalove.com. Yeah. And uh, uh, they can find me on Instagram, I am Dharma Love. Yes. Yes. That's how they can reach me. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure speaking with you mm -hmm. again. Again, Thank as you always. so much. Yes. I love you guys. Thank <laughs> you. I love you too. Any last Thank words, you. Miles? Man, that was amazing. Right? <laughs> I feel like there's so much more. I feel like this is such a great synergy and energy, and I feel like there's so much more that we can offer people oh, yeah. if we dive deeper. And um, so come back next week, and then we'll, we'll continue this. I'm looking forward to it. Yay! And thank you to everyone who tuned in. Make sure to check us out every Tuesday at 3 p.m. and 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or Saturdays at 9 a.m. or Sundays at 4 a.m. Until next time, peace.
Peace. Take it easy, guys. And if you missed the episode, you can catch us at anchor.fm slash heaven with Vita. And also uh, check us out on Instagram. It's heaven with Vita. Until next time. Bye. Adios.